Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, you know you know what's coming next. I mean, there, there's no way. It's, it's impossible to ruin uh, a Friday, especially in the last hour of the show. It'd be very difficult, very, very difficult, short of my wife calling and saying she's leaving me. <laughs> That might, that might do it. All right, so anyway, we uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Mike Florio is going to join us coming up from Pro Football Talk, and we'll talk to Mike about a lot of things, including a couple of uh, college stories that uh, we have going on right now with uh, Harbaugh at uh, Michigan. It is, it is really interesting how everybody's got a different look on the Harbaugh story. Stealing signs and... It's not a big deal. Everybody does it to he didn't know. Um, and then the other one is, what are you going to do to me? Michigan's a little bit on that. So so what are you going to do to me? All right, so the guy admitted he did it. I mean, wh- you got us. Uh, what are you going to do to us? NCAA's got no power. And what's a Big Ten commissioner going to do to their number one team? I think my favorite one is everyone else is doing it. So yeah, okay. yeah, they did. Uh, they got Rutgers in there. Uh, I We're going to send you evidence. Greg All these team, other Rutgers. schools are doing it. Yeah, you know everybody's doing. It. I mean, you caught us, but everybody's doing it. Yeah, is that what they used to say when someone would get caught giving money to a kid? Yeah, we're doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's been around forever. By the way, that is going on by everybody. We used to say that about the SEC before. Like now, it's just everybody's giving money. You don't have to worry about getting in trouble. Or it's hard to get in trouble on this uh, NIL thing for sure. Anyway, Woody, we uh, we do have uh, have a lot of stuff. Of course, the, the Bears last night. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people realize the Bears have Carolina's first pick, which could be the number one overall pick in the draft, not to mention wherever the Bears end up. And at this point, they don't look like world beaters either. That could be a top 10 pick for the Chicago Bears. Now, the question's going to be, are they all in if the Bears get that number one pick or number two pick? Are they looking? The answer is no. They're not all in on Justin Fields. You don't think so? No. Yeah, that's where I, I was going. I wouldn't think so. You think Justin Fields I is- think his time is done there. You do? Yes. Well, you just. I mean, you cannot. They're terrible, Joe. Well, they're getting you- another chance if because uh, everybody is stroking Caleb Williams to death about how good he is. I've heard. 
And North by the Carolina way, quarterback the North Carolina quarterback, that, that could be a one-two deal. The guy deal. in Washington's really good, too. Nobody's talking about him as much as the uh, other numbers. I'll tell you who got a lot better from his Auburn days. I used to watch Bo Nix. Bo Nix is good. And he was terrible at Auburn. He'd throw a pass, and God, you were, there was a chance if you're sitting in the second row, you had a better chance to catch some of those out routes than the receiver. And now you watch him throw. Man, he got a lot better. So they have Penix and I guess Nick's two going later, much later in the first round. They have the other two guys, you know, up top there. I can't imagine those guys fall to the late first round with the amount of teams that need help at the quarterback position. So you're telling me that if it finished right now, because Arizona's terrible, they you are s- terrible. You see them getting rid of their quarterback, Kyler Murray? You talking about? Yeah. Who's Kyler back? Murray's- He's back for the first time in a yeah. year, finally. I just don't think he's very good. I mean, I, you know. Okay, so what if the team feels that same way, too? I mean, they just gave him a lot of money. Remember the whole thing about we're going to put a clause in here because we think you're friggin' lazy and you don't work hard at it? And that really got him upset. Um, and then you go out and give him the money anyway if you really thought that, which makes you go, hmm? So I don't know if they're sold on him, and now you're telling me you don't think Justin Fields is uh, – I don't know that Justin Fields isn't going to ever be good, good enough, against Joe, us. But, God, he was good against us. But I just think if you have that pick and, you know. Look, man, we know what a good quarterback can do for a franchise, right? Is there just a chance that, that you can't be successful in that system with that coach and stuff? Could it? Those guys, outside of losing their jobs because they don't win enough games. I think it's too, I think it's too risky to, to roll the dice on, on a guy like that. I just think it's too risky. Because if he ends up not being the guy and Caleb Williams or Drake May end up being really, really good, then that that's a massive screw-up. Yeah, so the other side of that is a lot of teams are scared to draft these guys up high because they whiff a lot. And if you whiff, especially in high, high picks, it could cost you your job if you're a general manager. When you go to the owner and go, that's our guy. Hey, that is our guy. That is a franchise. We got him. And then he comes, and he's not very good. And all of a sudden, you find out all these other things about him. I don't know, man. It looks pretty good. I think that guy, North Carolina, Drake May, is really good. I think he is really good. I don't know what other Yeah, but how good think. will he be at the next level is really the, kind of the question here, right? Well, that's why those guys. Those are all great. In that's college. why those uh, GMs and those staffs and the budget they have is so big, and the money a GM makes is to make those right decisions along with his head coach, and whoever the sports, excuse me, whoever the passing coach is, to get those guys involved where everybody's on the same page and go, that's a franchise quarterback. Let's do it. So this site I'm on, I mean, I've been looking around here. This this one has. Uh, Arizona going Caleb Williams, and then the Bears taking Drake May. So, one, two. Wow. The Bears can get Marvin Harrison also. Mm. So, they can get both of those guys there. Yeah. Then the Giants pick at four, and everyone thinks the Giants are going to need a quarterback, which they do. Somebody's got to still believe Justin Fields. Am I the only – no, I think someone someone will trade for him. I think you could get a decent pick for him. What? I just don't think two, three. Yeah, you get a two or a three. I would think, right? But I, I just don't think if you're the Bears, you can risk that him not being the guy and one of these yeah. other guys being really good. Well, 
Listen, let's, you can ask Florio about yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. We got Mike Florio going to join us coming up here in uh, in just a few minutes. So stay with us for that. We'll talk to Mike Florio about uh, the quarterback situation, including what could be the top two picks in this draft coming up because there's two really bad teams right now that have uh, one, one game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll uh, be right back after this. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline Shop. Hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Thanks, Woody. And we we are joined by Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Mike, good morning. How you doing? Doing great. How are you guys today? Man, we're doing uh, we're doing good. We've got a, a nice bye week, and it's, it's kind of at a good time to have a few days off, watch some football, and... And relax a little bit and uh, and get out there and uh, high school football playoffs, the whole deal we've got going on. So, so Mike, I, I got to ask you, after watching that game last night, I became very interested, not in the game itself because it wasn't very good, Carolina-Chicago. But all of a sudden, you're looking, Chicago's got Carolina's pick. It could be one and two, Chicago and then Arizona with those picks. Could you see the – both those teams giving up on Justin Fields and Kyler Murray and moving on to maybe Caleb Williams and, and Drake May? A lot of it depends on what happens the rest of the season. I think the Bears at some level have already decided. I don't know this, but I just think based upon what we've seen, because this would have been the prove-it year in my view for Justin Fields when they didn't trade him after last season and use the first overall pick in the draft on a new quarterback, that maybe that's what they do this year. Tyson Bajan has given them something to think about for the future. But when you're in position to draft a franchise quarterback, look, there's three types of teams in the NFL. One, teams that have a franchise quarterback. Not many of them fall into that category. Two, the teams that don't. And then there's a third category, the teams that have a quarterback that they aren't quite sure whether or not that guy is going to be a franchise quarterback, but they're just kind of playing it out to see where it goes. The Dolphins would fit into that category right now and it's currently trending well for them and for Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Where are the Cardinals with Kyler Murray? I think a lot of it depends upon what he does the rest of the season. They've got a big decision to make. And see, for them, it's so difficult because unlike Fields, who has no money tied to possibly being injured the rest of the season, his salary for next year is fully guaranteed anyway, there are millions in injury guarantees for Kyler Murray that haven't vested yet as full guarantees And if he comes back and plays and gets injured, the Cardinals are on the hook. They have a harder time moving on if that's what they choose Mm. to do. 
So they're in a tough spot. And I can just feel the wobbliness of the organization in their delay in putting him back on the field. He should have played last weekend in Cleveland, not Clayton Toon, 58 total yards on offense. Are you kidding me? Average less than one yard per mm. minute of clock time in today's NFL. So I think both teams, Joe, are going to consider all their options. And what, what the two quarterbacks do or don't do, Fields and Murray the rest of the season, are going to be major factors in what they choose to do going forward. You know what's amazing, Mike? And I, I just feel like it's a broken record. Like, oh, God, I'm going to hit Mike with this again this year. Ten rookies have started games at quarterback. And I just looked at some of these teams, and there's a lot of teams. They're going to be looking for a quarterback again. It's like every year, right when you think it's plugged up a little bit, like, hey, the league's in pretty good shape. And you go back and either injury or performance – Man, we still got a shortage of really good quarterbacks, which, by the way, I think are tied to offensive lines as well with the injury bug that's being hit. But, man, it's amazing to see. How bad is it for you right now, the quarterback for next year? Well, Joe, I, I think that there are a lot of factors that go into it. I think that I think that there are fewer great offensive linemen than there used to be. I think in this day and age, Sims and I were talking about this on PFT Live earlier in the week, the way that the world is now – it's easier to chase fame and fortune by being a guy who chases the quarterback, not the guy who's the strong, silent type who blocks yep. and toils in obscurity. And when things go well, what happens? Everybody else gets praised. And it's worse than it was in the 70s because now the fantasy football angle, oh, the quarterback's great, the running back's great, the receiver's great. Yeah, they're all doing these great things because the offensive line is doing a great job. And you only notice them when they don't do a great job. So defensive lines right now are better than offensive lines. There aren't enough great quarterbacks to go around. And the rookie wage scale has made it easier for teams to give up on quarterbacks who aren't franchise quarterbacks quickly. And then they go look for another one. The value of getting a guy who becomes a shortlist franchise quarterback early in his career is worth recycle, 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 recycle. Because you get a Patrick Mahomes, you get a Joe Burrow, you get a Josh Allen, you get a Lamar Jackson, you get a Jalen Hurts. It changes everything. And those guys typically are only available top around one. Now, every once in a while, the Jalen Hurts slips through the cracks, right. but it doesn't happen on a regular basis. It's usually top around one. And I think that's why we see so much churn. And the last point on quarterbacks, you know, at some point we're going to hear the NFL talking about expanding. You can't expand beyond 32 teams when there aren't enough quarterbacks yep. to fill out the 32 depth charts we already wow. have. I agree, by the way. I'm with you on that one. Um, this Bill Belichick thing, all of a sudden, my God, stories. Ben Volan came out and said he might not last if they look bad against uh, over in Frankfurt this week. And so here he is, two and seven. What do you think happens? It looks like either way, boy, you listen to Scott Zolak and those guys, they don't think he'll be around next year. What do you think? I think that if we had odds of the various outcomes for Bill Belichick and the Patriots, the longest shot would be Belichick returns next year. Whatever the odds would be, the bottom of the screen would be he comes back next year and everything continues. I think what's the most fascinating about the looming divorce, if that's where this is going to go, how does it happen? Does he resign? Is he fired? Is it a mutual parting? Does he retire? Or, and this would be the thing that saves him through the end of the season, are the Patriots eyeballing a transaction like the one that brought him to New England in the first place in 2000? Remember, he was the head coach of the Jets for like a day. 
and he wanted to go to the Patriots. He didn't want to work for the Jets, and the Patriots compensated the Jets. Could the Patriots be hoping that one of these other teams out there, all it takes is one, That's right. says, ooh, Bill Belichick. Look at what Bill Belichick could do for us. Yeah, maybe he's lost his fastball, but still, his, his top-end fastball now is better than whatever else we're going to find. And maybe it's just a matter of not having good personnel. Maybe it's a matter of not having a great quarterback. We bring him in here, we get a fresh start, and maybe we can be relevant. You know, I have heard talk in league circles, speculation the commanders are going to make a run at him. The Buccaneers are another team that we need to watch because they like to chase big-name coaches. They tried to get Bill Parcells. They've tried in the past to get Bill Cowher. They gave up all that stuff 20-plus years ago to get John Gruden. So all it takes is one, and there could be more than one, and that is conducive to the Patriots waiting this out. No matter how bad it gets this year, wait it out and then trade him as a practical matter to another team. Yep. No, I, I think, by the way, it seems to me, I mean, I, I don't know Bill Belichick at all. I mean, it's the same look when I see him walking across the field all the time, but he just seems like he's a lifer, man, that he is not done. This is what he does and doesn't want to go out and uh, full-time uh, be on that boat all the time. He just looks like he's going to be a lifer as a head coach, doesn't he, to you? His, so much of his identity and his existence and his reason for being is wrapped up in being a football coach. I can't see him ever doing anything else and I think he really wants to catch Don Shula for the all-time wins record especially once he gets the all-time losses record which is coming very soon it's coming before the all-time wins record he really wants to catch Shula and I've seen reports from time to time that you know he's still mad because Shula called him out after they caught him cheating well don't get caught cheating and you won't get called out by Don Shula (laughs) but if that's what motivates him then, yeah, he goes somewhere else, and he keeps plugging away, and he keeps going, and he keeps going. Hey, George Hallis coached into his 70s, and he eventually stopped because he needed, like, a new knee or a new hip. He couldn't keep up with the officials on the sideline. It's just a matter of what you can physically do on game day for those three hours. As long as you can do that, you can keep going. Look at Pete Carroll. He'll keep going. Belichick will keep going. And I think we're going to see other coaches. You know, Harbaugh, look at Jim, uh, John Harbaugh. He's already 60. I can see him coaching until he's in his 80s, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I don't see Belichick doing anything other than what he's currently doing. All right, let's switch that other guy. Uh, I'm going to switch it to since you just said Jim Harbaugh and the sign-stealing and everybody waiting to see if the, what's going to happen on the sign-stealing allegations. Uh, we've heard everything down here from, oh, it's not a big deal, everybody does it, to – to uh, he didn't know anything about what do you think happens on this? And Michigan's got a great football team, by the way. Well, the most interesting wrinkle has come up in the past week when the other Big Ten teams, concluding that the NCAA is going to take too long to do anything with it because they want their pound of flesh now. They want action now. They want to derail Michigan's season now. They started pressuring the Big Ten. And as momentum started to build toward the Big Ten doing something on its own, that's when Michigan pushed back with what feels like a little case of what aboutism, because if your defense is, well, what about they did? What about what they did? What about that? Well, you're ignoring what you did, but, but, you know, it does muddy the waters and it does point toward, let's just wait and see what the NCAA does. Because one of their best points is 
it's plausible that Jim Harbaugh had no idea what Connor Stallions was doing because there are legitimate ways to figure out another team's signs, as evidenced by the fact that other teams in the Big Ten worked together and compared notes on Michigan's signs, or you can watch them on film and pick them up that way. He had no reason to think this guy was violating the rule against advanced scouting. And that's what's so ridiculous about all of this. It's all flowing from the fact that the NCAA decided in 1994 that we're going to save everyone a little bit of money by saying you can't send scouts to these games in advance. You know, you're not, they're not paying the kids as it is, but let's, let's collectively say we're not going to let people do this and we're going to save everybody a little bit of money. It's so stupid that that's the root of all this because that's the rule they violated. (laughs) You're allowed to steal signs. You're not allowed to advance scouts to steal signs. That's the rule they broke. So today is the day they're expecting something from the Big Ten, and and we'll see. Will they screw it up? Will they get it right? And no matter what they do, there's going to be people who are upset. That's right. No question about it. So I got to ask you the other one. Lane Kiffin, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to DeSanto Rollins, a a backup defensive tackle he couldn't get a hold of for a couple weeks. Apparently some mental illness in there. And uh, he had the phone on for his audio, and Lane Kiffin, of course, comes out and um, said, hey, man, you, you got to call me back. You didn't call me back. You, you're off the team without playing it. But it was uh, with a pretty good tone of voice. What was your thoughts on that thing? Well, I remember writing about this the night the story broke without hearing the audio, but just hearing the quotes from the audio. At one level, it makes it completely clear if it wasn't already. These kids are employees. They're viewed as employees. They're not in school to be students. They're there to work for the football program, and their boss is the coach. That's a given. And it's amazing to me that college football has delayed the reckoning as long as it has, because I really think that's the stage we're in. They know the jig is up. They know at some point they're going to have to share these billions of dollars with the kids who are the reason why we watch on TV and why we go to the games. The longer they can delay it, the more money they can cram into their pockets to otherwise, you know, balance the budget and pay this person and pay that person. So at some point, the reckoning is going to arrive. This is just delay it as long as possible. And the other side of it is it just shows you that football teams, football programs, college and pro level, they are roughly 50 years behind the rest of us as it relates to how you treat people, what rights people do or don't have. There's a meatheadedness that permeates every level of the sport. In most cases, I'll say Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins are a refreshing exception to that rule. And maybe Mike McDaniel becomes the guy that leads others, whether he does it deliberately or not, into an age where football locker rooms and football programs are more like the rest of the world when it comes to how employees are treated. But it, it doesn't surprise me, but it's disappointing and it's sad and hopefully – Hopefully it's the kind of thing that that provokes real change at both the NFL and college level. I'll leave you a second part of this and the the legal part because DeSanto Rollins, it looks like he's hired an attorney to sue sue the school in Lane Kiffin. I'm like, for like 40 million, 30 or 40 million, what are you suing for? You got to help me out, Mike. What am I missing that he would have a chance to get that money? Well, and this gets into, Joe, the specific legal theories that are brought. The and, and I, I never like when someone is sued for a certain amount when 
the damages that are available include compensation for whatever mental distress, right. emotional upset someone went through. Like if you and I have a contract and I'm supposed to, supposed to pay $100,000 and I, I renege and you sue me for $100,000, okay, makes sense. That was the contract. When you get into these other things, a lot of it is lawyer grandstanding when they throw those numbers out there. So it'll get coverage in the media. Oh, they sued for $20 million. Uh. It all comes down to what a jury's going to give you and then what a judge reduces it to. We always hear the big number from the jury. We never hear what the judge reduces it to, and we never hear what happens with the appeal. You know, the whole, uh, remember the whole McDonald's hot coffee thing yes. from 30 years ago? We heard the big number. We never heard the rest of the story, which was that big number was, was chopped down dramatically. So he'll, he has rights. He has rights, and he'll be allowed to take them to court. And if a jury believes what he says and is upset with Lane Kiffin in Mississippi, he'll win. At the end of the day, it depends on what that jury decides to compensate him with based upon all the evidence that they hear. But that's very premature. We'll see where it goes. I just I I like that this stuff comes to light because this is the way that change happens. Positive change happens from situations like this. Uh, before I let you go, hey, I heard about the holiday book you're doing, Mike, if, if you wouldn't mind, and the money's going for, for a great cause. C- can you talk about On Our Way Home and the book that, that you have, please? Oh, absolutely. Happy to do it. Yeah, On Our Way Home, it is a Christmas book that is available on Amazon, three ninety nine for the ebook, nine ninety nine for the print edition. Everything I make is going to our local animal shelter, the Humane Society of Harrison County. It's a no-kill shelter that takes care of dogs and cats while they're waiting for their next home. And I'm just trying to get people to buy it so I can raise money for a good cause. And and it's not a straight donation because, you know, look, I have a bias here. I'm not going to come on and say, hey, this book really sucks. I tried my best. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's a good story. It's an uplifting holiday story. And it's fundamentally about, at the end of the day, if you read it, you finish it, hopefully it'll inspire some people to repair a broken family relationship during the holidays. I think yeah. that's an important time of the year to try Agree, to reconcile Mike. And, you know, I, I posted it last year for free, like an advent calendar on the website, one chapter a day between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And some of the feedback I got, it made me think, man, you know, the more people that read this, the greater chance there's going to be some fixed relationships and some people are going to come out of this better. And I didn't go into this thinking, gee, maybe I can do some good, but it's kind of fallen that way. So my goal is to get as many people as possible to buy it for a good cause and read it for their own good cause of maybe, maybe being inspired. You know, that one relationship yes. that's oh, nagging no at you that you want to fix, this is the time to do it. Mike, I'm guilty, man. That's, uh, by the way, great advice and uh, fantastic stuff. I think we're all in that boat with somebody, especially in a family that could be repaired and make things really a lot easier for everybody. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Before it's too late, that's the key. And here's the other side of it too, Joe. Joe, I know you, I know you need to go, but I want to say this. If it's too late to fix that relationship, I think part of it is you got to be able to forgive yourself and move on and find a way to reconcile with that. That's some of the other feedback I've gotten, that people who've had family members who died and it was too late, Mm. that they carry around that guilt. Hopefully, if they read this, they'll find a way to release that guilt and move on. Good point. That Catholic guilt is very powerful stuff around here in the Rose family. No question about it. Mike, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Take take care, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk.
uh, joining us this morning, talk a little bit. Hey, by the way, before uh, before uh, we take a quick break here, I do want to talk about your South Florida Chevy dealers this morning, Suburbans and Tahoes and the Traverse and Trailblazer, Equinox Blazer, right over to Silverado Trucks, Silverado HD. Uh, best overall cars, trucks, and SUVs we've ever had. And we've been talking about congratulations to Chevy Equinox, winner of the J.D. Power Award for initial quality among compact SUVs. That's two years running so far for them. And, boy, what they're doing with the Chevy Silverado and making it even safer for you and the family with up to 14 available camera views. Man, you just can't go wrong at your South Florida Chevy dealers. Um, new and used, man, it's never looked better. And during the holiday season, you're starting to look around. Spend a little time this weekend at your South Florida Chevy dealers. We've got convenient locations in Dade, Broward, even Monroe County. So find new roads and fall in love this weekend at your South Florida Chevy dealer. Oh, yeah. Right back at it we go. A couple of picks coming up here. Which, by the way, whatever I, I decide on these picks, please go the opposite way. Be smart. Save your money. Be smart. Now we, we hard can rock bet on app. these things here. Yeah. So now, well, you got now, your, now these things are getting serious. You got your bro. hard rock app all set up. They, yeah, can't, you, they can't mess with you. Don't mess with our money here, Joe. All right, here we go, man. Michigan and Penn State, a nooner. The game's uh, at University Park, Pennsylvania. Beaver Stadium there. Uh, Michigan minus four. Michigan big. Really? Even with all the cheating going on. Michigan, he's got a more focus now, us against the world. You flip it right over to us against the world. We've done nothing wrong. All right, let me go to your conference here. Number five, Washington, hosting number 18, Utah. Washington favored by nine and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half. I feel like they're going to score 100 in that game. Washington, big. Really? Trying to, trying to dance in the big party. Okay, one of the strange lines of the weekend here is this 3:30 game. Number 15, Oklahoma State travels to Orlando to play UCF. Oklahoma State, who is against seven and two, UCF's terrible. They're four and five. Oklahoma State's only favored by two and a half. You know why, right? UCF Maybe almost beat Oklahoma. You knew that. Well, they're not very good, though. I don't know. And Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. Just trying to figure. Out. You gonna take Oklahoma State? Yes. All right, in the SEC, a night game here, seven o'clock. Number two, Georgia. Number nine, Ole Miss in Athens. Georgia favored by eleven. Ooh. Too many points. Number 19, LSU t- uh, hosting Florida. Gators are 5-4. and four. LSU minus 15. Mm. Going with the Gators, man. Big Gator game. All right, let's go uh, switch over to the NFL here, Joe. We'll obviously get to our, uh, our Hurricanes game momentarily here. Uh, Pats and Colts, 9.30 in the morning. From Germany, Colts favored by two and a half points. Colts are favored. You said the running game's pretty good with the Colts with uh, Taylor back, Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, it's okay. Everything's okay. <sighs> wow. It's a bad game. Oh, That's a, a sleep-in game. game, to can be Can I honest. say bad, bad game? You can can I call it bad game? Skip. Yeah, you can skip. Frankfurt, sleep in. Nice, cool weather over there. Just sleep in. You can yeah. skip. I think this game is very interesting. Cincinnati will host Houston. Uh, Cincinnati favored by six and a half points. I'm taking Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers and Titans, a one o'clock game in Tampa. Tampa Bay favored by one. Uh, Tuffy. Mm. Bucks. Jaguars hosting the 49ers, one o'clock. 
in Jacksonville. San Francisco favored by three. I'm going 49ers to get it together. Okay. Jaguars are 6-2. and two. I know. 49ers now three losses. Hey, they're uh, quietly going, where'd they come from? Yeah. Great game here. Ravens and Browns, 1 That's o'clock one. in Baltimore. Ravens are favored by 6.5 points. Very low over-under at 38.5. Ravens been rolling, man. I'm going to go with Ravens. Chargers and Lions at 4.05 in uh, California. Detroit favored by three. I'm going to go with Detroit. God, they got that good running game. Quarterback going home. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go Lions. I'm going to say off the top of my head, this is the biggest spread I have seen all NFL season. Uh, Cowboys and Giants in Dallas. 18? 17. That is an enormous spread. Where's that game? Where's that game being played? It's in Dallas. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take them big. Really? Yes. Giants are bad. An enormous number. They are bad. Sunday night, Joe. Raiders and Jets in Vegas. Vegas is favored by one. I'm going Jets. The over/under is 36 and a half. I'm going Jets in a low-scoring, big ugly. All right. And then you know the final game. Go ahead. Hit me with here. it, man. Hit me with it. Number four, Florida State, 9-0. and Hosting Miami, 6-3. and How many points are you giving me? FSU at the moment is favored by 14 points with an over-under 51 and a half. Mm. Well, that's a good number. Those guys are good. Florida State's playing for, playing, they got a lot to play for, too. <clears throat> I'm going to go Florida State. You think they blow Miami out? I'm a little concerned, yes. Okay. I think Miami wins outright. I hope you're right, Woody. Me too. That's a homer pick there for I hope you. you're right. I hope you're right. It's I a hope, good slate of I games, hope, man. I hope way. we get a I'm nice, clean that, game uh, and those guys there. come out and play their butts off. I hope so. I hope so. Well, listen, uh, that's going to do it for our show. By the way, real quickly before I say goodbye, man, um, Good luck, Sunshine State Athletic Conference State Championship, Westminster in the finals for the first time since 1991. George to his team, all those guys up there, good luck, man. Have a great trip and uh, bring home a championship this Saturday. That's going to do it for our show. Have a great weekend, everybody. I had such a good time. I'll see you on Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.